Bugging Alley presents Working in Music Sucks, the show where we talk about what sucks about working in music so you don't have the same problems. I'm your host, John Maciel, and today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that took me a long time to figure out and find and navigate the world of mentors and how to find the right mentor. And that's something that's not discussed enough, I believe, in the audio world. So on a previous episode, we talked about internships, and I'll link that in the show notes. And if I thought internships were dead. And I think the old way of internships is definitely dead. I don't think it's going to be the same as what it used to be, especially with the pandemic. It definitely changed things drastically for a lot of people. And, you know, budgets are getting tighter. People just don't have, it's tough enough to make it in the audio industry as an engineer of any sorts, unless you're working on like pop and rock and stuff that has a budget and commercially does really, really well. But for the vast majority of audio engineers, you know, the budgets are just almost non-existent. You're scrapping by and, you know, you have, you have so many things you have to pay for. So with that said, the age of the regular intern or what internships used to look like in the studio, they're just not the same and they're not going to be. Well, they're, that doesn't mean opportunities won't be out there and certain studios and engineers won't be looking for interns, but it's just, I don't believe it's ever going to go back to what it was. And that's actually not a bad thing because I think now because opportunities are so sparse or limited, it gives you a chance as someone seeking an internship and mentors to really ask yourself, what are you really ultimately looking for? What do you really, really want out of a mentor. And in my early years, I was just obsessed with finding an internship because that's what people, that's what I was told is like, go find an internship somewhere, just clean toilets, be in the world, in the environment. And it's that is like, you know, no pun intended, but cleaning toilets is getting to a studio by cleaning toilets is just such shit advice. And it, just because something is an opportunity doesn't mean it's a good opportunity, you know? And we have to really decide and figure out like, what do we ultimately want? And no one really talks about like, well, what do you ultimately want out of an internship? What are you ultimately looking at these people or the studio in terms of a mentor? Because if you don't understand the values or the skills that you're looking for, is it actually going to be a good opportunity? So for instance, if you're like, if you're a pop or country engineer or mixer going to intern at a studio that predominantly does like indie and like, you know, folk isn't going to be something that, yeah, you can learn how to record some instruments and be around that style and understand it. But ultimately the time that you invest there are these mentors in the studio going to give you the skill sets for what you ultimately want to do? What, what you're pivoting towards, are you going to have to change like direction and let's say you end up getting a a job at the studio or repeatable work doing that style of music. Are you going to be fulfilled internally and happy to do it? Or is it just going to become an actual job, like a nine to five corporate job where, yeah, this is better than working at like bank of America, but it's killing me inside because I'm working on a style of music that I don't fully love. You know, a lot of audio, I know so many audio engineers who unfortunately are in that scenario where it's like, 
yeah, I'm making money. I just, I can't stand it, but I'd rather do this than something else. And it's like, but you're not at that point, you're not really living your dream. You've, you've compromised your dream because you didn't stay true to your values and your beliefs on what you should have said yes to and should have said no to. And it's scary. I get it. It's scary to know what to say yes and no to. But if you ask, if you slow down and you ask yourself certain questions, you'll put yourself in the right situations. And I'm not saying it's going to always work out the first time in those situations, but you'll put yourself into the right situations that will lead to better opportunities that are suited for you. And you have to have, and you have to have, you know, the guts and the willpower to endure those times. Cause it's not going to always be a very simple, like the answer presents itself. No, sometimes it's literally like, you don't know if you made the right call for 12 months or something like that. And time is our most precious asset. So you got to be betting big on yourself. Now, taking all this information and thinking about mentors. When I was coming up back in my day, it was very hard to find mentors for audio because no one talked about what they were doing. There was a couple of forums, but no one really gave you a behind the scenes look. And this is before YouTube even existed. I'm dating myself, but yes, before YouTube even existed, there was just nothing out there. There was a couple of online forums, but you know, you had tape op sound on sound magazine, and whatever you can like scrunch together from those art, uh, from those newspapers and or magazines, sorry. But that was like it. That was all you were gonna get, right? So it was kind of like, man, I'm. They're only giving me tidbits. I have so many more questions. I want to know more. Nowadays, it's like every damn producer has like a course, or you know, they're active in a forum or something. So the information's out there. And it's a lot easier to figure figure all this stuff out. But I truly believe that you can only learn so much from a course. And courses are great, but they can only take you so far. Where the real magic happens with finding mentors is the nuances in what they do and how they execute things. And it be, it's one of those things where you need to know how to observe people and their behaviors to really find the gold. Because Mixers and producers, they're not naturally teachers, right? They, they're naturally producers. They produce a product that the client, the artist want ultimately. And their skill set is knowing how to make the results happen based on what they want to have happened. And they're not naturally going to be able to sit in front of a camera and be like, oh, I do this, I do that, and think about their process because their, po- their process is so instinctual. They just know what needs to be done to make this certain thing happen, right? So when you're looking for a mentor or you're looking for mentors, you need to, the great thing about the internet is now they're available. You can kind of see how much information they give out, what they take pictures of, what they post. Are they on TikTok making videos? Are they only on Instagram doing pictures when they're recording a band and they don't really say anything? Are Do they only do stories because only the people who follow them, they want to give those insider tips to. Are they on Twitter just, you know, throwing shade at every single thing in audio that makes them like annoyed, but it's super funny to like read their insights, like learning their personality before you even meet them and narrowing down the list of like, okay, I would love these 50 people to be a mentor and then follow them on social media, seeing how they engage. What do they do? How do they give back? Do they even give back? What kind of artists and bands are they working with? Do they ever post insights on like their editing style, their mixing style that you've never seen anywhere else or talked about anywhere else on how they do their thing? And you're just like, oh man, I do that thing too, but they're doing it at like a much higher level. 
take note of all that and then narrow that list of 50 down to like 20 and from 20 to 10 and from 10 to five and then find an opportune moment when you're like, you know, looking for when they need remote work or they have an opportunity where they need someone in a studio for who knows, like a month or something for a record and then need someone with experience. And you put yourself in those positions because you've already vetted to make sure you have the right mentor in mind. Maybe it's a studio and you're like, well, I would love to like work out of these 10, 20, 30 studios. It's the same process. You need to vet through them. Like what kind of records are coming out? Do they post often? Are they booked? Are they not booked? How far or close to you are they? Um, Can you find reviews about them? Things of that nature. Like these are all things you need to think about when looking for a mentor that I never did in my first early years. And it really sucked because I just threw myself into situations to just work and do work, but it wasn't work that was actually benefiting me in any way to like push my career forward. So it took me a lot longer to get things, to get the ball rolling essentially. And I, I I just wanted the opportunity, but I didn't think smartly about my time, what I was doing, if I was going to get what I needed out of it. And ultimately you're giving up your time and your time is just as valuable as theirs. And you want to make sure that it's going to be a win, win, win for everyone. But you also need to ensure that you have the skills to, you know, make their life easier essentially. And make them want to continue working with you and have you around. Because if you're not doing that, you're not going to have a mentor very long. But taking a step back when it comes to mentors and studios and things, really asking yourself, what do you want? And can you actually fulfill? Because I can tell you right now, when someone's looking for an intern or someone to come in and help, you're on their time. So you also need to ask yourself, do I have the, the appropriate amount of time to give this individual, to give this person so that I can get something in return and develop my skill sets. So many people go into internships and I, I, I always like roll my eyes when I see it online. It's like, I'm trying to find an internship, but I only want to do it like Mondays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, or I don't want to do it on the weekends. And I only want to do it for like four hours. And this, it's like, how are you going to already have set hours when you're not even giving up? Like, who's going to say the, the studio or producer that says yes to that it's probably like, okay, this person come in and help me make things easier, but they're not going to be worried about teaching you anything because you've already given them parameters and boundaries to the limited amount of time that you can actually learn. Because what you're saying is I can give you hundred percent of me during these hours and that's it. And they're going to think to themselves, okay, cool. You can, sure. I only need you here for three days a week for four hours, but you know, now because you're so limited in what you can do, I'm not going to really gonna take my time to teach you anything because we got to work that whole time. And then ultimately you're just like, well, this internship sucked because I wasn't really taught anything. No one showed me anything. It's like, well, yeah, Dick, you like went in there like a pompous ass and made the terms on your, basically said, Hey, this is all I can do when I can do. And when you go into internship, you need to understand you're at the mercy of someone else's clock, essentially. Especially if you have a, like, if it's not even a studio, if we're talking mentor, you have to be a hundred percent aware that your role with interning and learning from a mentor is being available when they're available, working when they need you to work so that it creates the opportune moment to them saying, Oh, Hey, come here. I want to show you something or Hey, this is how you do this thing. But if you're limiting how much time they have with you, you're limiting how much you can get out of that relationship. And I've never seen it work out for someone to where they create that type of situation and they actually walk away with anything. Usually they walk away with resentment. And if you're one of those individuals that's listening and it's like, oh shit, I've done that and I can see where it's gone wrong. It's all right. You've learned, right? Now, you know, for the next opportunity, 
don't do that that way and it should work out. But that's it for this episode. I really just wanted to talk about finding mentors. And it first starts with what are you looking for? Finding them online, seeing how they interact, if they interact. Because if they're not interacting online or they're not posting or anything, that probably means they're super busy and they're not going to have time to teach anyone anything. And to have an opportunity with them, they're going to accept, they're going to expect a certain level of proficiency from that individual. And then you need to ask yourself, am I that, am I proficient enough to be at that level? Or they could be busy and still have time to post. And now you know it's like, okay, because they're posting, they like to share. They didn't have to, but they like to share. You need to break down all the information they're seeing from people you admire. And, you know, when they post a story, respond to the story in a nice, thoughtful manner. Not like I'm trying to get something, but like, oh, that's a cool overhead setup. Do you ever mess with like the X, Y, or have you tried these microphones? And just see what they say and naturally build. Don't try to force a relationship, but naturally build so that if an opportunity arises one day where they need someone, you know, you're available. And because you vetted them, you're like, I will be a great fit for this mentor because of what I can provide, what I'm, they're already doing things I like to do and that I can do. And I know that they will reap rewards tenfold from me being there. And I will learn so much because I've already made sure that this is the right opportunity for me. So if you found this episode helpful, and found value in it and know a friend that might find value in it, if you could share this, I would be immensely grateful to you. And if you'd like to keep this conversation going or talk about audio or gear or anything in general, there is a link to the Plugin Alley Discord server in the show notes so for you to join. And until next time, just you know, remember, with everything you've learned on today's episode, working in music doesn't have to suck. And I'm your host, John Maciel. See you next time, friends. Mm-hmm.